Blog Talk Radio. I made a promise to myself many years ago before I ever put out a book that I wouldn't produce or put out any type of project if I didn't have something to say. And so I really didn't think that I had lived enough to write a full book, a sequel, but I actually had something to say and I'm actually in love with this new book. This new book is actually called One Thing for Certain, Two Things for Sure. It is the sequel to Words Never Spoken and I'm actually in love with this new book. (laughs) I'm just as excited about One Thing for Certain, Two Things for Sure as I was about Words Never Spoken. What's up, everybody? This is Craig Stewart. My book's Words Never Spoken and the follow-up, One Thing for Certain, Two Things for Sure, can be purchased now from my website. That's www.craigthewriterstewart.com. It's the talk with my good Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the talk with Micah and friends. And yes, it is me, Micah. (laughs) I'm so very glad that all of you have decided, who are listening, have decided to support tonight's show, Candid Conversations, episode 53. Now, before we actually get into the meat of tonight's show, I want to make sure everyone knows how to not only support live, but even go back and listen to past episodes dating all the way back to December of 2013 when the show first originated. First, there's HipCast.com. That's www.HipCast.com. You would simply go to HipCast.com. At the top, click directory and enter the talk W forward slash Micah and friends and all episodes should actually populate for you. Then there is iTunes. So for any of you iPhone users out there with an iPhone 4, 4S, 5, 5S, 5C, 6S, 6 Plus, all of those great things, you would simply click on the purple podcast app on your iPhone Select search at the bottom right and then enter the talk W4 slash Micah and friends and voila. Just go ahead and subscribe for free and browse at your leisure. And then the site that makes it happen each and every show, blogtalkradio.com. So you would simply go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the talk with Micah. You would simply click the follow button and be informed and have all access to all of the episodes, okay? And at the end of the day, if all of that is too complicated for you, just go ahead and simply Google the talk with Micah and friends, and there you'll have all the episodes at your availability. Next up, I'll be sitting down with four gay men as we chat about life, love, relationships, friendships, social media, and even sex, or lack thereof. <laughs> this will be, if you allow it, a very interactive show, so come with your comments, your questions, or your topics. We welcome them, we want to discuss them, and we want to get it going, okay? All right, so let's go ahead and pay some quick bills. And then we'll be right back with Candid Conversations up next. First up on the agenda, we would like to say congratulations to Mr. C.A. Lopez and Miss Fantasia Lamore on winning Mr. and Miss 
Liberty Continental, an official preliminary to the Mr. and Miss Continental pageant in Chicago, Illinois, Labor Day weekend. And also, Mr. J. Cardine Moore and Naomi Michaels on winning first alternate to the competition. Congratulations and see you in September. Benny Mosley, Christopher Higgins, and the Black America Pageantry System would like to invite you to Atlanta, Georgia this coming weekend, celebrating 37 years of excellence for Black America Junior, Black America Junior Miss, Mr. Black America, Miss Black America, and Miss Black America Plus, honoring Rio Blue, Khalees Milan Houston, Neandre Dupree, Nicole Love Dupree, and Amir Nye Camry. That's this weekend, March 18th, 19th, and 20th in Atlanta, Georgia. Be there or be square. Here at the Talk with Michael, we would also like to send a big congratulations goes out to Mr. Tylee Sanchez and Miss Saria Sinclair on winning Mr. and Miss Club 2020 in Houston, Texas. Congratulations. And kitties, let's not forget, if you would like to promote your business, brand, or event coming up, please email us at thetalkwithmica at gmail.com. Again, if you would like to promote your business, your brand, or your special event, please email us at the talk with Micah at gmail.com. What's good, Kim folk? It's your homie Kendall Brinkley Brown here, reminding you to check out my latest single titled Outside. Go outside and we can play in the rain. everyone if you have just joined us you've actually joined at the best possible time tell your friends tell your neighbors tell your sisters brothers whatever that we are live now okay um now back in december 2013 when i created this radio show i created an installment series titled real raw and uncut where i wanted to bring intimate conversation to the radio you know allowing guys trans men trans women of different backgrounds the opportunity to discuss anything regarding love, relationships, friendships, sex, and social media explicitly without any barriers. Now, under the Raw and Uncut installment, we produced eight episodes. And then in 2015, I revised the name, same concept, but a refreshed name titled Candid Conversations, where to date we produce five of those episodes, and tonight is our sixth, the very first one in 2016. Now, 
as we all can think back to a time where we were all at our girlfriend's house, guy friend's house, friends or whatever, chilling, you know, not really doing anything, but just sitting around talking, having great conversation. Well, that's basically the purpose of this particular show, you know, having that same type of dialogue, but just bringing it over to radio, you know, um, spilling the dirt, talking about various topics and situations, and inadvertently somehow leaving possibly thinking in an entirely different way. And that's what we want to happen tonight, or at least that's what we hope. So let me first, before we go ahead and start to get into the meat of the show, let me first introduce tonight's panel. First up, from Houston, Texas, returning guest from episode 42 and 43, let's welcome Henry Hill. Welcome, Henry. Hey, what's up, everybody? Good to have you again. Thank you for having me. I'm (laughs) glad to be here. Good, good, good. From Buffalo, New York, this is actually his first time on the show. He's a newbie, but he's an avid supporter of the show. Let's welcome John Cooper. Welcome, John. John, hello. We're speaking to you. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Hey, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> okay, okay, newbie. Um, from St. Louis, Missouri, and a returning guest from episode 49, let's give it up for D. Carter. What's going on, D? Hey, how are you? Hey, how's it going? It's going good, it's going good. And last but not least, let's welcome the legend, the icon of the real, raw, and uncut series, who was featured on episodes 3, 7, 26, 32, and 36, and he's been asked back because the fans absolutely love him. <laughs> Let's welcome from Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Let's welcome from Atlanta, Georgia, Kobe Black. Welcome, Kobe. Hey, everybody. Let's get this shit started. <laughs> I, told, I told you you would really enjoy my opening for you. But, yeah, I mean, when I look back, you've been um, you've been a part. And so I definitely appreciate it because you were the very – you were on the very first Real Raw and Uncut and you went on through, so I definitely appreciate you for um, for doing that and taking the time out tonight. So, everyone listening, you know, again, I'm glad you guys um, could be a part of tonight's conversation. I hope that we're able to have some very good dialogue and conversation for the people tonight, whether you're listening live um, or streaming live or if you are listening later on. Um, and remember, you have iTunes, you have HipCast.com, you have Blog Talk Radio, you have all those avenues where you can go back and listen to all of the real raw, real, real raw and uncut, excuse me, and also all of the candid conversations and all of my other episodes because, again, this is episode 53, okay? So um, if you, everyone listening by uh, phone, tablet, or computer, you can actually chime in. So as the conversation gets going, you can feel free. If you're listening by phone, press 1 on your phone to alert me so that we can go ahead and bring you on. Um, now to everyone listening from the link that we shared on Facebook, blogtalkradio.com forward slash the talk with Micah, there is a chat room option where you can ask your questions, submit your topics, and comments there as well. Um, so now that all of the formalities out the way, and again, if we don't get any questions, comments, or whatever, that's perfectly fine. We're still going to have dialogue because this is something that we need to talk about. I would love to get everyone's view on the different topics or whatever, and I'm, I'm challenging all of you on the phone today, all of my guests, to bring up, you know, questions, comments, and let's just make this interactive as possible. Okay. So, guys, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. All yes. right. Yeah, everybody can turn, take their phone off mute now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Phone's <laughs> off Okay. Well, I wanted, unless you have to do something, you know, you know, you know the procedure if that happens. But um, I wanted to start off heavy and not light. Because usually I, I, I kind of warm everybody up and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I really want you to think 
about what I'm about to play for you guys. Um, I don't know how many of you have purchased Craig Stewart's um, two books, Words Never Spoken, or one, one Thing for Certain, Two Things for Sure, and I actually have both of his books and his, um, his ad played in, in the earlier part of the show. Um, but he is an awesome author who tells his story in two novels. I'm about to come up as a teenager, discovering his sexuality, his college exploration days out in Virginia, moving to Atlanta, living that life, moving to California, then moving back to Atlanta. And, and from my understanding, he, he lives there now, back in Atlanta. Um, if you haven't got the opportunity to read it, um, to purchase it, please do. You can go to www.craigtheriderstewart.com. So I had to give him another special plug. But I brought up Craig because he wrote an open letter on Facebook. I happened to scroll on Facebook maybe like a week and a half ago. I saw it, and I said, oh, my God, you have to record this for me. I got to play it on my show. I got to have um, some conversation around it. Um, so he titled it Dear Little Black Gay Boy. Um, I was very intrigued by the open letter because it really digs deep. You know, it's very thought-provoking. Um, and honestly, after listening, it makes you kind of second-guess everything that you've done as a gay male and even the things that you're doing now, you know, because honestly, in this community, we need more people starting to lead by example um, because what I feel like is, you know, we look to the elders, the elders in our community, and we think elders are 40, 50, 60. No, the elders really – it's like 30 years old. You know, when, once you're 30, you're old in, in, in our community, you know. So as elders in the community, those that are 30 and above, you know, we have to kind of start rearranging things and thinking things a little bit differently. So I'm going to play this open letter that Craig recorded. You can go ahead and put your phones on mute because it's about four minutes. But I definitely want you guys to listen to it um, because we're going to, you know, talk about it afterwards. So I'm going to play this. It's called, it's an open letter, Little Black Boys by Craig Stewart. Um, and he especially, you know, recorded this just for me. So thank you so very much, Craig, if you're listening out there. But hold the, uh, hold the phone, guys. Hold on. Little black gay boys, this is an open letter to you. I hope this finds you well. I'm sorry that it's taken me almost 40 years to admit this, but we failed you, and I owe you an apology from all of us that came before you. I'm sorry that we didn't do a better job of shielding you from the pitfalls of protecting you and offering guidance those times you were unsure or felt like you were all alone. I've asked myself a million times, who cries for the little black gay boy? I'm sorry that we didn't equip you with the tools to navigate successfully in this community. In some cases, we watched you stumble and fall while offering nothing more than a simple shake of the head. But for what it's worth, no one taught us how to be. Nevertheless, I have to admit, you've made me very proud. You've marched boldly through the world at times, holding the door open for some of us to step through and out of that closet. You flourished in some areas with very little direction from us. But still, I wonder often, who cries for the little black gay boy? See, the generation that came before me taught me how to sneak, cheat, hide, and lie about who I was. So it was impossible for me to take you by the hand and show you the way. Or even be there for you when your very own family turned their backs on you. Still, you've somehow managed to live unabashed in the light. Perhaps you took notes from watching some of us cower in that same closet, which you've refused to dwell in. I want to break this cycle of silence. And so again, I ask, who cries for the little black gay boy? We should have taken you under our wing and taught you that being gay is more than sex or being well-dressed and well-spoken, that it's a responsibility. Instead, we allowed your well-defined body to distract us 
and we became more focused on trying to lure you into our bed. We used you for sex to feed our egos, all for the sake of pacifying our fear of growing old alone. Who cries for the little black gay boy? And we were simply too busy trying to forget about our past hurts and past pains and all of the emptiness we felt through our own frustrations with being black and gay. Who cries for the little black gay boy? We should have taken the time to show you what it really means to be black, gay, and proud because it isn't simply going to clubs during Gay Pride Weekend in various cities across this country. Who cries for the little black gay boy? But we were too worried about getting older and concerned with staying young and looking young rather than teaching you the things you really need to know about sex. Who cries for the little black gay boy? And because we failed you, you resort to using half-naked and naked pictures of yourself on social media to gain likes and followers because we didn't step in sooner to whisper in your ear, this may come back to haunt you someday. Again, I ask, who cries for the little black gay boy? We neglected to tell you that there's an art to love and it begins with friendship, not sex. Consequently, you have sex with hopes of finding love, and for fun even, because we've convinced you that people no longer die from complications from AIDS because the medicine is better now. Who cries for the little black gay boy? We've even fooled you into believing that PrEP is a cure or vaccine for HIV so you've become even more carefree and boastful about having raw, casual sex. Shame on us and shame on you for not doing better. The consequence of us standing by, watching, and saying nothing has resulted in far too many little black gay boys living with the reality of being HIV positive and moving through the world feeling empty and loveless. Who cries for the little black gay boy? What I know for sure is that it isn't too late because it's never too late to be better or for me to say, I love you, we need you. Be safe and keep loving yourself. Thank you so very much, Craig Stewart, who cries for the little black boy. All right. So my guest, are you guys still here? I'm here. Okay. Okay. Good, good. So anybody Mm -hmm. can chime in. You know, what did you take away from the open letter by Craig Stewart? What did you you take away from that? Or what did you gather or your synopsis of what he was actually speaking about? This is Kobe. Okay. Um, The one thing that I I gathered from him speaking – about this is, um, as it reflects to the new generation, it basically says the past generation has failed the new generation of gays because now everyone is so superficial that this life is consumed with sex. Um, This life is consumed with um, vanity, how we look, who we can get, who we can have sex with. Um, And it talks about the intimacy of the people that are doing that and it basically says who's crying for the kids of the present and the future. We're crying for ourselves, honestly, yeah. um, as we struggle through life. Um, and I don't think we can blame the past generations on our failed achievements or goals that we set. It's that we as people and as gay men make our own choices. I personally myself have posted um, half new pictures or new pictures on social media um, and I think I'm in a prominent position where they could come and haunt me. But mm-hmm. that's something that I chose to do at a younger time in my life. And if those consequences do come to pass, it's something that I have to face because of the choices that I made. 
Um, it starts with your parents in the house and the way you were raised on all of the actions that you take throughout life. And I understand what he says, that the gay generations before us paved the way for us to be what we are today. And mm-hmm. they didn't pave it in the way that we are maintaining it. Right. And it's up to us to make that change. I like that. I, I, I definitely, you, you, did, you did a wonderful synopsis. I'm going to get everybody else's too because, you know, everybody has different thoughts and uh, whatever. But I want to ask you, Kobe, um, what would you say to the young gay now, you know, being of, you know, of a certain age, you know, and, and being established now and, and all of those great things for yourself, what would you say now to – somebody got something going on in the background. Um, what would you say now to the, the little black gay boy that is coming up, that is in high school, that is about to start college, you know, um, in a few months or whatever? What would you say to them um, as they take their journey through life and trying to discover and find out who they are? Um, one thing I would say to them is that to be yourself and not let your peers influence you, uh, whatever, whatever manner you were raised in, always maintain that throughout life. Because what happens is, again, in this lifestyle, we tend to get consumed by the lifestyle. We shouldn't consume us being gay as the style of life that we choose to live. Mm-hmm. Being gay is just who we are. That's right. We still should maintain our lives as individuals and humans and not have to go to the club to get um, validation of how we look or participate in certain events or wait on our peers to validate us. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to realize that validation from this community um, made me who I am because I've been out of the – I was in the limelight at one time as a performer, and it was something that I almost – felt like when I was competing that I had to be validated. Well, when I stepped away from that lifestyle, I was able to succeed in my career. I made better choices, um, and I let that life, my new life, consume me versus the old life that I wanted to live and be validated in. I validated myself. Um, I'm very highly ranked within my company. Um, I'm living very well, and that's not bad with both. Is just to say that the choices you make can impact how you live, and I think I'm living very well right now. That's good. And yes, you are. I can attest to that. I can attest to that. Go ahead. So don't let the lifestyle consume you as a young man. Gather your uh, gather your goals and achieve them early. Don't wait till you're um, aged and decide to make that decision because I'm. At the age of almost being 40, and it took me until about two years ago to make my achievements. Achieve your goals while you're young is what I would say to the generation that's to come. And don't mm-hmm. let the lifestyle control you. Thank you so very much, Kobe. That's why you're the legend of the icon. <laughs> that's why you're the legend of the icon. <laughs> but, no, thank you so much in all seriousness. I appreciate that. Now I'll, I'll piggyback on some things later. But, um because uh, you did say a lot that uh, that we are, that we will expound on. So Henry, John, D, let me know your thoughts. Yes. What did you take from it? This is Henry. Um, this is Henry Hill. So after listening to to that that letter, um, I, it left me kind of speechless. Now, mind you, I'm one of the younger guys on this panel. I'm in my early twenties, and um, I think personally, I feel that the fact that 
we have deemed posting half-nude pictures uh, acceptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really a shame, not only for, on the heteros, I mean, on the homosexual side, but also the heterosexual side, because you see that on social media day in and day out. It's just become ex- mm-hmm. uh, acceptable. And I think, me personally, I have to remain cognizant of my, my future and my aspirations and my goals. Um, I'm an introvert, so you see, you may see me out in the club, um, you know, and I'm not a socialite, and I don't think that it's acceptable to post half-naked pictures. And I also don't have a role model that I look up to that's, mm. you know, over 30 years old. Um, me, myself, I have I have been very disciplined, and I try to remain, you know, um, grounded by by the life that I want to live and remaining cognizant of my goals and my aspirations because at the end of the day, I don't need anybody to validate or I don't need to prove anything for anybody. If I dress nice at the club or if I get dressed, if I feel like getting dressed, then I'm doing it for myself. That's going to that's gonna, that's gonna satisfy me. Um, but I feel like people, um, and especially us gay people, um, a lot of the younger guys, they need about they go out for validation or they go out to prove something to somebody. But at the end of the day, what are you doing for yourself? Why are you always in the club? Why aren't you focusing on school? Why aren't you focusing on getting a job? And me, myself, I I think it's kind of sad. You know, you can never go on my page. You know, I might do a little tease here and there, but it would never be nude. It would never be half nude. I have no net mm-hmm. half nude pictures. Um, and I just think that, that it's a shame that, the world has deemed it acceptable, period. Not only just in the gay community, but you have the heterosexual community as well posting nude pictures. And it's just really, really sad because you go back to, you know, how would your how would your parents feel if you if they saw this? You know, how would your mm-hmm. grandparents feel if they saw this? And you don't know where you're going in the future. So, I mean, if you do all this stuff, then it's going to come back to you. And what's done in the dark comes to light. And once the damage is done, it's done. And it's it's really just sad. I agree. I agree. Thank you so very much, Henry Hill. Thank you so much. I, and I'm going to, um, you know, tag on to some of the things you guys say in a minute. Um, so I'm just going to let you respond and say your thing, and then I'm going to come back. But thank you so much, Henry. And um, D, John, I'd like to hear what you guys have to say. Um, This is D. Hey, what's going on? You can talk, John. Now, you can go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, you can save me for last. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just to the point where I'm just really kind of tired of everybody acting like, oh, well, you know, posting news or post, and don't get me wrong, like, I'm not the one to post news and stuff on social media, um, but I'm not one to judge a person for doing it either. You know, mm-hmm. if you feel the need to post half new pictures or new pictures on social media, do you, you know, but you also have to be conscious of where you, like you said, like where you may be going in the future, but I'm not one to judge a person for doing so. Um, I'm, I pretty much believe in, like, you know, to each your own. If you want to do it, do it, whatever. It doesn't offend me. I'm not going to judge you. I don't think it's, like, a disgrace. It's way more other shit that's going on in the world other than a person posting news on social media. So I think um, also it's no one's responsibility to, um, I guess, teach a person or I don't, I'm not going to say I don't believe in role models, but I never had any. So it's like everything that I've done, it's been because of me. 
in the lifestyle or in this community. It's all me. So I just hate when people say, oh, well, this person acts like this because they didn't have a positive role model. Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're all our own person. So we do what we want to do regardless, whether we have role models or not. Yeah, some so, people be- yeah, some. My- some people become a product of their environment and some people don't. It, Correct. It, 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 it right. really, you know, I, I totally get it because you can take two people and I, I'll say this and I'll let John speak and then I'll come back around. But, you know, I, I was looking, I'm look, I'm into, people know that I'm into like 48 hours mystery, snap, um, dateline mystery. I'm into all of that. So now there's a new thing that I'm into called life and death row that's on BBC. Mm-hmm. And so I'm watching it. And it was a, uh, a black guy from, I believe they live in Houston. Houston, or they live in Texas. I do know that. And it's so crazy because the guy, just what you said and, w- and what I also said is my rebuttal in regards to people living in the same household and they can just become two different people, you know, yeah. come from an affluent household, mother, father in the home, you know, um, the daughter, the, the girl, the sister or whatever, she went over to, to college. She's in college, you know, you know, doing, doing well. And the guy, you know, he's on death row for kill- for shooting an officer or whatever in Texas or whatever. And he even said out his mouth, I grew, I had everything that I needed. I grew up and I did this and I played football and I played soccer, but I just chose to make, you know, the wrong decision or whatever and, and, and did what he, Correct. you know, did. So, you know, we are all, I, I get it, we are all individuals um, and we all can, you know, make the, the choice to do the right thing in life or we can make the choice to do the wrong thing in life, but also know with making, doing the right thing, there comes great things. You have things. to be doing the wrong for the consequences. Thing, yeah, the consequences. Right. Doing the wrong thing, that, that, there's a consequence for that, whatever that may be. Um, so I right. get that, but I also feel like as he was, and John, I'm coming to you, as um, Craig was talking about, you know, who cries for the little black boy, and we need to do, I took like, we need to do a better job as a community. You know, I, I think, and this is not, you know, saying I'm against what you're saying, John, or whatever, but I feel like um, we, our community has lost it versus when I came in 15 years ago, you know, kind of like not knowing much or whatever. I think now we've lost it. Like the younger generation has totally lost, like they're living for the now and not for the future. You know, they're doing all these things to themselves or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, if your mom and your dad's not, you know, doing whatever as friends, or friends of the friends, you know, we have to kind of like, and this is what I'm taking from what Craig is saying, we have to kind of take a responsibility in a stance and try to be somewhat responsible of kind of bringing them in and kind of, you know, at least trying, you know. But if we all just kind of let everyone live their life as it is, then it's just going to be, you know, uh, a triple-down effect, which is not going to be, you know, it's not going to be positive. So that's kind of like what I took from it or whatever. But I I totally get your point, too, because I'm I'm the same way. Living my own world, I'm doing my own thing. But now as I'm getting older, and maybe that will happen with you, too, as I'm getting older, I'm getting tired of seeing, you know, I mean, guys who have the talent, who have the drive, the determination, I'm tired of seeing them kind of like just letting their lives go and then they're in jail, they're dead, they're, you know, just all types of things. So I think we as a community have to be responsible for each other. But go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. I kind of got lost in what you were saying, but I think I share sentiments very similar to D. Um, just from the standpoint that we all as individuals have the ability to make a choice. So every single thing that we do is a choice. And if so if someone makes the choice or the decision that they want to post new pictures or whatever on Facebook, that's their choice, and that that individual has to give 
you know, they have to be willing to accept the consequences of their actions. And I, I sometimes it's difficult for me to listen to people like kind of like shame people who do those things because we we use social media as entertainment. So when we we're shaming the people that do these things, but, you know, it's kind of our entertainment because we look at the people who have really nice bodies that post these pictures, and it, it looks good to us. It's entertaining to us. So even how, like, I hear people talk about, like, the housewives and how they're a bad representation of black women, but we tune in every Sunday at 8 p.m. or mark our DVR to watch it. So I just feel like sometimes we kind of carry a double standard where just because it's something that we don't do, it's easy to pass judgment, but yet, we still foster an environment where other people feel like it's acceptable because we use it as entertainment. So that's kind of where I stand at. But the biggest piece that I took away from what he was saying about, like, who cries for the little black boy is that he mentioned um, how the older generation, they cower in the closet right beside us. Like, uh-huh. when we come out, when we come out, nobody has, like, a roadmap. Nobody is like, right. okay, Nobody is like, you know, this is how you be gay. This is how that's false. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, you know what I mean? Like that's that's not reality. Everybody has to find their way. Everybody has to find their own circle of people that they surround themselves. And then it goes back to we all make choices. We make choices as far as men that we deal with. We make choices as far as the the career path that we pursue. We make choices to go in any direction that we go, and we individually have to live with those consequences. But I, I sometimes look at people who have gay parents and be like, you know, they they got they got it, they understand it, and they gay parents they their gay parents don't have it. Their right. gay parents are the ones who's who's on the drugs or who's in the club every weekend or who's sucking and fucking so that they can make it. So it, it's kind of hard for me to I like it's kind of hard for me to listen to people from like the older generation come down on us and I'm I'm looking like oh yeah you've been in the game forty years or twenty thirty plus years but you're still doing the same thing you right. still doing you still sleeping in the same hotel you were sleeping in in the eighties so oh, it's kind of hard for me to um to listen but um it it, it was nice it was it, it made it made me think it was thought provoking I'll say. Yes, I'm, I I think that um, for anyone that is young, I know for me, you know, coming from the country, coming from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, not really knowing much about gay stuff or whatever, knowing that, you know, I like guys or whatever, but I, I was never around a lot. And the ones that were around me, I kind of like shunned myself. Like I didn't want to be a part of that crowd. I didn't want, somebody got something going on in the background, so mute your phone if you can. Um, but I didn't want to be a part of that. You know, I kind of shunned away from the gate. You know, I, I don't know if, if you guys are like that, but I was the one like, uh-uh, I'm not about to hang in with that crew. I don't want to be, I don't want people to know that I'm, you know, like I don't want people to assume that I am. It's just like a girl not wanting to be ha- hanging with the whores of of the, of, of, of the um, of high school. You know, I'm not going to hang with that crew because everybody's going to associate, associate me with being a whore. And I may be a whore, but I don't want to be, a, I don't want that to be, you know, I'll be a quiet whore and not a loud whore so to speak, you know, so me coming from the country and, you know, doing that and then coming to Atlanta and then seeing a whole different type of gay, you know, and, and feeling like, oh, I'm at home now, and I'm sure Kobe can attest to it, to, you know, coming to Atlanta and you seeing all this, you're like, oh, my God, this is this is the life. This is what everything that I've ever envisioned, everything that I've ever wanted, it, it's actually out there. I didn't know it was out there. All I knew was Jerry Springer, and that was about it. That was the closest <laughs> thing that I got to. To, to seeing anything gay remotely, anything else was more so on, like, the Showtime and stuff. And, you know, we didn't really do all that back then, you know. So you come to Atlanta and you see all of this, and this, and that's why I love Craig's book, because 
Craig, like me reading that book, and I, I hope Kobe buys it and reads it because Kobe will be sitting there like, this is me, this is me, this is me. Like you go through that book and you're coming from a small city or whatever and you go to Atlanta and everything that he talks about in that book, I kind of went through, you know, or, or remember this or remember that. And so I really feel like even even then, but more so now, people need to start having plans. You know, when when you, you know, like when you're in high school, your guidance counselor, they say, okay, have a, devise a plan. What do you want to do with your life? You know, what do you want to do in the next 10 years? How do you know what school you want to go to? What class are you going to take? All those type of things. That's how you have to really pattern yourself now because it's so easy to get sucked up in the lifestyle, as Kobe was saying. It's so easy to get sucked up in the lifestyle, and then you get lost. I got lost myself, you know, and, and, and not so far left, but I – forfeited all of the things that I was very good at that a lot of people don't even know that I'm very good at, you know, but people that are really close to me and brought, you know, came up with me, you know, like I was very good at a lot of things and I stopped because it just wasn't the it thing to do, you know? And so I got lost in being gay and going to the clubs and still going to school, you know, um, still going to school and everything, but I, but I get lost. So I, I challenged the younger gays, whether you're 20 years old, 19, whatever, devise a plan, have a plan, do your thing, and know that you can balance both. You can work, you can go to school, and you can party at, you know, at your leisure, you know. But um, don't get so caught up because if you continue to live for the now, you won't have a future to live for. And, I, and I'm just being honest. If you keep living for the now, you're not going to have a future. So start trying to build something now so you can go ahead and have that house and that car, and you don't have to think about trying to do things illegally to to obtain those things. They're not going to not you know going to last too long. So um, again, I thank you guys for your rebuttals and, and your comments in regards to what Craig talked about, and thank you for everyone who's listening too. And again, if you want to chime in, you want to do a topic or a question or a comment or whatever, press one. I appreciate it. Um, so I want to harp on <laughs> something that a lot of us were saying, a lot of you were saying, was in regards to bodies and, and vanity. Kobe talked about vanity and superficial and all of that. And I think more so now than ever, I feel like everybody is trying to get a body. Now, I'm guilty of it, so I'm not, I'm not going to call everybody else out and, and you know, throw the rock, you know, throw the rock high my hands. Everybody's trying to get a body. Everybody's trying to get that chiseled, that chiseled face, that nose, that whatever, whether it be naturally by going to the gym and working out, whether it be by using supplements, or whether it be cosmetic, going in and getting it put in you. You know, everybody's trying to obtain that look. So I have my own reasons as to why I think people are going out and doing these things, and even for myself too, you know. So I would love to hear why, Kobe, why you work out? John, why do you work out? You know, what is it for? And be honest and upfront about it, too. You know, or it, it doesn't even necessarily have to be about you. It can be the, the community um, as a whole. Why do you think so many people are now turning into gym bunnies and trying to, to create this look for themselves? Well, I personally think it makes you feel better about yourself okay. um, when you work out. Um, because this is real raw and uncut still, right? Yeah, it's, when I look yeah, in the yeah, mirror, yeah. I wanna, it's still uncut. Okay. When I look in the mirror, I want to look at myself and say, damn, I'll fuck him. Hmm. And it's not always about the physical appearance because, Michael, as I just told you, I'm dating someone, and I hope you're not on this line, that I'm not physically attracted to. But because <laughs> of the qualities that he has, I continue to 
try to date him um, mm-hmm. and hope that the physical aspect of it actually works. We haven't kissed, we haven't had sex, we haven't did any of that. Um, mm-hmm. But just me physically looking at him, I'm not attracted. And mm-hmm. I know he's working on himself just like I'm working on myself. But I think a lot of people actually work out because they want to be attracted to themselves so the next person will be attracted to them. I also do it for health. As you know, me and you are good friends. You know that I have high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And I go through some challenges with that. So I work out for health and I also work out um, for physical appearance. Mm -hmm. And I've accomplished, I've done very well doing it, but at the same time, I think it's for me, it's more health. and I want to look at myself in the mirror and be like, damn, boy, you look good. Right. Okay. I can appreciate that answer. <laughs> I can appreciate that. Okay. Anybody else? Me personally, uh, this is Henry Hill. Um, me personally, I I can't really shame uh, or belittle anybody that posts a, a half-nude picture, like, per se. Cause I think it's, it's, it kind of, it's kind of motivational um, to see people, um, to do it in a sexual way is one thing, but actually to post it and, like, to show your gains and to show your progress, it's it's definitely, uh, I see it as maybe an inspiration or a motivation to get my ass up and take my ass to the gym because this this dude has a body and it's it's great. Um, And, you know, I'm not that uh, disciplined when it comes to going to the gym, but um, when I do see it, I'm like, damn, you know, it it definitely – is, it can be very attractive, and I would, if it's overdone. Eh. But I have my own flaws, and I feel like um, I try to work on them, not only for health reasons, but just because I feel like I want to feel good and comfortable about um, what I've got going on, you know. So. Do you guys I agree with Henry, too? What you say, um, Kobe? I said I agree with Henry, too. When you look at somebody else's picture and you see that they kind of, that they're half nude, done tastefully, it does motivate you to get up and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. So what about though? I'm, I, well, I'm just speaking speaking from you know, I, you know, I look around at the bird, but I've noticed right. I, I would say more I would say more so in Atlanta because that's where I'm most familiar with a lot of the people, whatever here in New York, in D.C., when I lived in D.C. too, you know, like I really, I wasn't really around the social circle, never really tried to be. And just like Henry, I'm an introvert, you know, I may be, you know, publicly known, but I'm really, really to myself. But I, in Atlanta, I lived there for 12 years, so I got to see different people or whatever, whatever. And Kobe, you probably can attest to it. I don't know. And maybe, John, wherever wherever you guys live, I'm sure you can attest to it that it seems like, the girl, and I hate to use this, but we're going to use it, the girl, the queen, <laughs> that nobody was looking at. Nobody was paying her no attention. Nobody was checking for her. None of that. The minute her ass gets in the gym, six months, eight months, nine months, a year, she body yaddy yaddy. She femme as a bot, baby. She's just the femme fatale. But because she has a body, now she's attracting all of the guys that didn't necessarily even look her way, you know. Oh, but, yeah. now they, but now they're oh, looking yeah. at her like, oh, bitch, I want some of that or whatever. But you just – but then you come and I'll use my, my sister because she's always wanted to be on this on a call. We talked about feminine guys or whatever. But, you know, James, um, who I'll give him a shout-out. He's the assistant to Tony Braxton. Um, but he – 
would always say like, you know, well, damn, do I have to get a body and I have to get all this for the boys to, you know, you know, become attracted to me because I'm feminine and, you know, I enjoy it. I love who I am, but it's like the boys that I'm attracted to aren't attracted to me, you know, but then you take, if James was to go in the gym and I've seen him do it before, he's naturally built. You know what I'm saying? He has a natural build about himself. If he just go in the gym and work out for a, a month, he's good to go. And then he starts attracting those same guys that were kind of turning their, you know, turning their cheek up or they, you know, head torn or whatever. So why do you think it is like, why do you think that guys are like that in our community that you have to become this body yaddy guy or exude this masculine look but still have this, this feminine interior? This is B. Um, go ahead, B. I I think it's more so I don't I mean I can just go off of what I've been through with guys and a lot of times the people who are attracted to the masculinity or whatever in guys Mm -hmm. are the ones who you know who want to be dominated and who want to you know feel (laughs) I guess like quote unquote the fish What's the term they, they, they call it? Um, what they say? Because I see it on Jack a lot. They say looking for a. Huh? It's like masculine for masculine or some shit. No, they they'll say the guys would be like look because what you're just saying just kind of relates into a saying that people say they say looking for looking for masculinity is a feminine trait. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. No, seriously, because and then it's like a lot of times because I'm more I look more feminine than I act. Right. So a lot of times when people see me, they expect me to be like this really submissive, like um, I don't know, Queen. I don't know how to put it, but it's just like they expect me to be like really submissive. So you know when we you know get down to business and it ain't giving it, they like. Okay, well, like this ain't this ain't what I thought it was gonna be, or this ain't mm-hmm. what I signed up for. <laughs> so it's like they be gagging, and it's just like I don't like. I just that irritates me about the community because it's just like I mean, don't get me wrong, I have nothing against masculine gay men at all, or masculine appearing gay men, or whatever. But it's just like it's more to it's more to life than a masculine look, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, they lose out on, you know, you can lose out on your soulmate because you're looking for this masculine mm. look or this masculine acting guy. And it's just like, I feel like a lot of people, you know, just lose out on situations or, you know, even when it comes to friendships, I know a lot of people, I've lost friends or, you know, I know people who have lost friends because they look too feminine or they look too clocky or, you know, they don't want to be out with a clocky queen or whatever the case may be. Oh, yeah. But, you know when you become popular or, you know, popping or whatever, then they want to be back to your friend, and this is something personal, but I ain't going to get into all of that. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like when you start, like when other people start loving you or living for you or, you know, living for your feminine look or your feminine ways, then that's where they want to live for it too. Right, right. Good, great so, point, yeah. great point. I just had that thing. <laughs> oh, no, go ahead. That's, that's what it's all about. Anybody else want to chime in? Let's talk. Let's have yeah, a I was just sitting here. I was just sitting here, really thinking about uh, everything that you guys were saying. And um, sometimes, like it goes back to what I said earlier. Sometimes I feel like we don't always look at things from both sides. So, I, I we all like you. You mentioned all of us like go to the gym, or all of us have a desire to be physically appealing to ourselves and to others. 
But then you were talking like we were talking about from like a sexual standpoint. But I'm just in here thinking like in all of my sexual fantasies, the person that was behind me never had on like a whole bunch of makeup and and high heels. So I don't feel like we can fault people for not being physically attracted to someone. Um, just because they don't have the physical appearances that another person looks for. It's kind of like Kobe was saying, like, he, you know, because he's older, because he's mature, he's attempting to look past the fact that he's not physically attracted to the person. But when you're looking at a physical basis, it's a very simple question. Are you physically attracted to this person or are you not? Yeah, and I think physical attraction, this is Henry, uh, physical attraction to me is uh, so important. Like, I... I have to be physically attracted to my partner. I think it's it's it just has I have to be it has I have to be attracted to them physically. It's just no question about it. Like if I don't I don't think that it will it'll move where I need it to go. I'll, to be only emotionally attracted to somebody or mentally attracted to somebody mm-hmm. uh, and not have the physical it's it's very difficult. It you don't you you don't you don't think that Henry and four seven zero I see you baby I see you press one I'm gonna come on and and bring you on um in just a second but I want to ask uh, I want to ask Henry I mean they just pressed one so I just saw them but I just want to let them know that I do see them um so Henry so do you feel like and you know a lot of you know a lot of the conversations that we've had. You know, and I hate to contribute things to age and experience because I do not like that. But I'm just going Let's from stop. my <laughs> look. No, I'm not. Not tonight. <laughs> I, I'll stop tomorrow. No, I just feel like things do change um, gradually over time because a lot of the things that I was so against in my 20s, my early 20s, or whatever, like those are the things that I'm for now. You know what I'm saying? So I, you know, again, those things change, and you can't force that on anyone. Um, but do you think, like, I understand that you have to be physically attracted to a person in order to even see anything um, for, you know, anything going forward from there. But do you think, like, again, you can miss on your soulmate. Like, you could be talking to somebody. You know, I've noticed way back in the day, you know, I'm talking to somebody, and I never even saw them in that manner. You know what I'm saying? And then as I'm getting to know them, as I'm getting to hang out with them, and it could be on a friendship thing. It could be on, you know, whatever. We, you know, and I'm just like, damn, they're really cool. Damn, I'm, you know, and then eventually you become attracted to them. You know what I'm saying? They turn you on in a sense, and it's not, doesn't necessarily have to be, oh, this is not what I normally look for, but they have so many things that, that you're attracted to, you know, their, their, just what, their swag or whatever, what they got going on in their life or, you know, their, their, um, the goals, the aspirations, their career, all those things are attracted uh, are attractive to you, and then of course they have a conversation, and then they make time for you, and so slowly but surely you become attracted to that. So you know, I don't want I don't want you to just you I know, think I just want you to be open minded. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And when I say that, I mean, okay, so when a few years ago I used to have a checklist of you know, this I is when you was eighteen a certain way. <laughs> Pardon? This is when you was eighteen years old. Yeah, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I was five years ago. Um, but oh, I, uh, go ahead. Harry. So I used to have a checklist when, when I first got into the gay community. I had a checklist. I, I knew that I wanted a certain kind of guy uh-huh. um, to kind of meet me in the middle and be not too much of this or not too much of that. Right. Um, but as I've grown older and the guys that I've actually fell in love with, it was not necessarily a complete physical attraction. That definitely had to grow on me in time. 
but I do know that there has to be some type of attraction there physically. I can't just date somebody that I'm not physically attracted to. If they're, if I deem them, if I see them nasty, if they don't clean their toenails, if their hygiene is not yeah. right, and I can notice that their teeth are yellow, I just will not be physically attracted to a person. Now, mind you, am I going to miss out on my soulmate? Um, because I'm not physically attracted to somebody, I don't believe so. I believe that I have a plan, and that plan is already <laughs> built for me. That plan is predestined. God has have a, has a plan for me. So, all right. Am, am I going to my soulmate because I'm not physically attracted to them? No, I don't think so. Because who I'm meant to be with, I will be with. All right. That's Henry Hill, everyone. Um, <laughs> hold on, Henry. What? Let's break for. <laughs> Huh. I, need, no. I, need, I need some insight on this. I, okay, I let, let 470, keep hanging on. Baby, I'm coming to you. Trust me, I am. Who wanted to talk to Henry? Anybody? Well, I do. Um, since, I've, I, since I'm the one that's having a problem with the physical attraction to the person that I'm dating. Okay. Um, and it's not a physical attraction um, issue because he's actually a, um, when you look at him, he's not an eye for He's just not the typical guy that I would date. I usually mm-hmm. date guys that are taller than me, um, in some in some capacity, at least are inches taller than me. Um, but he is right at eye level and probably in shorter. So it's hard for me to look him directly above his head and still be physically attracted to him. Um, but he's a handsome guy, and he has every quality that I I want in the person that I date. And I, too, used to have this list that I had to complete of the guy that I wanted to be with. And in my younger years, it was based on physical attraction. Um, and I had the gorgeous boyfriend um, that I was with for years. But in all honesty, it didn't work out because we both were somewhat attractive. So it almost caused a rift between us as if uh, – we would always think the other one was cheating or something was going on. And in life, I'm actually looking more for more now than physical. I don't have to have a boyfriend that I'm totally looking at and um, he's everything from the 6'2", 190, workout, look physically attractive. My attraction now is do you have a job? Do you have a car? Can you, can you do for yourself? Can you hold me down if I fall down? Are you there for me when I'm sick? Can you do all those things? Because after you've done the good-looking guy for so long and you realize that the emotional attachment is not there, you start to look more for an emotional attachment versus a physical attraction. I've actually cut all my fingers out when I say I'm going to date somebody because this is probably the second short person that I've tried to date. Um, the problem that I'm having now with dating um, is most guys. Four seven oh, we gonna get to you, baby. Up. We still gonna get to you. Go ahead, go. <laughs> most guys that I end up dating and we go on a couple of dates and we hang out, they mm-hmm. all of a sudden say, and this has been like the craziest thing over the last couple of years because I've been single since 2013. They say. I'm not good enough for you. Well, how do you know you're not good enough for me if I've never said you're not good enough for me? And I want to go back to the masculine thing. If you attract, if you think a masculine guy has a feminine trait, I wouldn't say that. I think all guys that are gay have some feminine trait in them, no matter what. But I think mm-hmm. when it comes to attraction, um, I'm naturally attracted to a masculine guy. 
because as someone else said, I didn't envision somebody with makeup and heels on my back fucking me. And this is real raw and uncut. I get fucked and I fuck. So when I envision a person that's going to be fucking me, I envision a masculine dude. And I, I'm sure if I fuck him, he wants me to be masculine as well. Um, some of us do like drag queens on our backs. That's their <laughs> fetish. We all have a fetish. I have a fetish for certain things. I like feet. Ooh, I like pretty smiles. You know, you look in somebody's eyes and you fucking and you getting down to it. You want to be looking at a masculine dude. You don't want to be looking at somebody with eyelashes and makeup on. And well, well, and let's let's on. not let's not let's well, let, not attribute femininity to hair, thank makeup, you. nails, and, and well, all of that. Well, it, 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 it's not all about physical appearance either, because I wouldn't date a big guy that's walking around feminine. Just feminine traits as far as him twisting, he has a high voice, or we in the bed and I'm fucking him and he like, oh, 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 fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a straight turn off. <laughs> not no, oh, oh, oh. no, ew. Well, let's let's um, also not let's also not just because a person. Well, yeah, let's not say that a person because a person who looks feminine or a person looks masculine that doesn't automatically mean they are submissive or dominant because I know the most masculine men who are so submissive that you would think that you were in the bedroom with a feminine guy who wears the hair, the makeup, the nails, the heels, and all that other stuff. So I guess it really depends on preference. And I'll say, you know, I think I said it on one of my shows about a year and a half ago, you know, like, the best person I ever had sex with in my life was one of my exes that was a drag queen. The best, best person, I mean, now, of course, they didn't get on my back as low with all that, and, you know, we don't, we don't play none of that. We don't do no roles shit like that. But they, I mean, they were, at that point, they were just really starting to get into, you know, shows and stuff like that. But I told them, like, and, you know, I don't like to stroke nobody's ego, you know, and, like, you know, oh, you was the best. But I had to tell them, you was the best ever, I mean, so far. And I've been, I'm 34 years old, so, but I haven't had that many sexual partners either. But they were really, really good. So, um, you really, you know, you, hmm. you never know how they are in the bed. I mean, some people just turn it right. off, you know, turn it off, turn it on. You got some people that when they get in the bedroom, man, they, they like the, they are dudes. You know what I'm saying? You're like, whoa, like, I didn't even expect all this to happen, but I like it. You know, so you just never okay. judge a book by its cover. I'm going to get the 470 because I, I keep promising them. So let me go to them. Yeah, let's quick. go to them. Let's go to them. Okay. All right, four seven zero sixteen thirty six. You are on the line uh-huh. with the Candid Conversation Crew. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, and your question, comment, or topic, please? Yeah, um, it's Brandon from Atlanta. You know, you recognize okay. the voice? Hey, Brandon. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you about Brandon. <laughs> hey, Brandon, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. So what's going on? Good, good, good. Okay, I just want to um, chime in on the the whole masculine, feminine thing and all that. Okay. And who was the guy that was just speaking before me? Um, was that Henry Hill? No, that was I think that was D. Yeah, D. Okay. Yeah. Is that who I just, was? I just, well, yeah. Okay. So I just want to kind of touch on that and kind of like, cause I kind of can relate to him, and it's like. Okay. I think, especially black, like black gay men, I think we're different. Like, I don't want to get on the race thing, but I'm just saying, like, as blacks, 
and being gay, it's like you already kind of have this thing where you have to be masculine all the time and you don't ever want to be, you know, you don't ever want to appear feminine or anything like that. And, you know, more so naturally masculine. So it's like, and being gay, you want to be with another guy, right? You don't want to be with a lady, per se. So it's like, it's naturally, you're going to want a masculine guy. Not saying that you can't like some feminine, because I like, I'm, I'm attracted to masculine, feminine, but it's not like I have a dire need to be with just this macho masculine guy, because that was in my younger days when I was just the bottom. So it's like, when you change, when you progress, you know, you try you try new things, usually what you like, what you don't like. And physical appearance, like, sometimes you want too much. It's like, you're, that's that's uh, insecurity in yourself. If you like, this person has to be this fit, they have to have this ass, this dick, this, this six-pack. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's their body. So you're attributing that to insecurity? It can be. I'm saying if you just have to have, like, my body okay. is nice. It's not the best. You know what I'm saying? I've seen people with nicer bodies. It's always somebody with a nicer body, a bigger ass, a bigger dick, whatever. But I'm securing, my, I'm securing myself and my looks and all that, and I don't have to have that in another person. However, I don't want a big guy. I don't. I can't. I'm just. You'd have to be either, <laughs> you know, somewhat in shape, uh, exercise, you know, or something like that. But you know, that's just how I feel about that. Okay. Any, anything, anything else that you heard that you wanted to chime in? Anything else? Anything else? John, shut the hell up. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so. No, let let John so, say. Let John speak. He he wanted. No. <laughs> no, I was just wondering if he, if he had anything else he wanted to expand on. We were we definitely happy that he called in, so we wanted to make sure he had an opportunity to say everything he needed to say. Did I say a lot? In other words, was I speaking a lot? <laughs> I like somebody crazy. So crazy. You see, you see what I have to deal with, Brandon. But no, um, Brandon, I, I thank you for calling in. And honestly, you know, it kind of, like you say, it goes. It just depends on what you like. You know, during that time, sometimes you you may want you know a little feminine dude or or someone that's close to it, or you may want a masculine. It just all depends on the circumstance and on the time in the air. And like you said, in your earlier days, you like this, and now that you've grown into a man, you like this. So I'm all for it. So thank you so much, Brandon. Can for I say one more thing? One more thing. <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead, Brandon. Go ahead. Hold on, let Brandon. Go ahead, Brandon. And like. Um, they were saying something about, you know, you said somebody, you saw something on Jack or something that said seeking masculinity is a feminine trait or something like that. Yeah. Um, like, it can be. It just depends on to what extent. Because if you're seeking, like I said, if you're mm-hmm. seeking everybody gay, I feel like, not all, not everybody, but a lot of us, we want, you know, it's like, it's, it's not a fairy tale. Like, it's not a movie. It's not Noah's art. Know it, no way and wait. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be that perfect match. You're not going to find it nine times out of ten. However, right. you have to like work with people, and it's like sometimes when you meet somebody, you're like, oh, they're so masculine. They, this is what I want, or they're so, you know, they're this is exactly what I want. But it's like they could physically appear to be what you want, but you don't know how they are mentally. And exactly. You have to, you know, that takes time. You know. <laughs> You have to. You can't just always go off all 
when you first first appearance, you know what I'm saying? You see them, and you, oh, I'm so attracted to them. They so, oh, they got a big dick. Oh, but it's like, how many? A lot of times when you have all that stuff, kind of, you know, it's kind of like for show, and you know, I want to go back, go to the Facebook thing, but you know, I see a lot down my timeline. People, they work out and they happy. They got they, you know what I'm saying? They working out and they, they feeling themselves and. But I'm like, every day do you have to be nude or half nude? Like, right? I wouldn't. Me and personally, some people, I and, and some like, people, and some people just crave that attention, you know, for whatever reason. Right, but I wouldn't want to be with well. Anybody. You know, like, at the end of the like, day, <laughs> it's nice Hello? to have you know look at that. But as far as in a relationship, you can't. I couldn't take that person seriously because I don't myself. I don't be posting like pictures where I rarely posted like a body pick up, even though I probably don't right. have like best body in the world, but still I have a nice body and I don't feel like it's just for everybody. Oh, not for everybody. Right. Oh, right. right. Well, thank That's you so all. very much, Brandon. We appreciate <laughs> you. I appreciate you for supporting the show. And yeah, I, thank I, you, Brandon. I, I caught, yeah, it, I caught sure the post late, you, uh... but I saw it, so I'm glad I got the call in. What? Well, thank you so much. If you have something else, just chime back in. Thank you. Okay, stay on the right. line too, and uh, listen. Continue uh, listening. <laughs> yeah, stay on the line. Henry, <laughs> Henry Hill, John John, yes. Kobe Black, yes. and D Davis. All right, yes. live. Okay, we have five eight five on the line, so we're gonna bring them on. Area code five eight five. Last four is eight two seven five. Do anyone know what area code that is? Five eight five. That's that's Ro- that's Rochester, New York. Oh Jesus, so that's one of but that's one of um your friends, honey. Okay, I'm just kidding. So five eight five, let's bring you on. All right, you are now live with the Candid Conversation crew. Can I have your name? Hi where you're guys. Calling from your question, comment, please. Hi. I'm calling from Rochester, New York, and my name is Janelle Mizan. I am Mister, uh-huh. and I'm just How calling to say I have served. Come here, Janelle. Hi, I'm just calling to say that you guys have put on an amazing talk tonight, and I've enjoyed Good. every second of this conversation. But I have a quick question. I want your opinion on okay. that. So um, right. I recently just went through a loss of a, a, a partner, and mm-hmm. I am currently somebody is courting me, but he's extremely okay. young for my taste, but he's a really nice guy. And I just want to know what is your opinion on what is appropriate and what is inappropriate as far as age. I will be 30 years old in July, so what is inappropriate as far as age goes for you guys? What is what is inappropriate Ooh, for a 30 year old to be to date yes. someone young? Like, what's the okay? Anyone, go ahead and chime in. I have something. Um, well, mind you, I'm in my early 20s. This is Henry, and um, my partner is over 30. Um, me personally. I feel like whenever you're some, whenever I'm dating an older person um, that's older than me, that's um, it's a great thing. And um, a person can be as mature as they as they choose to be, but the reality of it is they still have some learning to do. I still have some learning to do, so I can walk around and you know think I know what I need to know up until this point. Um, but the most important thing when dating somebody younger than you is to allow them to. Uh, to to be a, a young individual and mm. realize that you may have seven years on them, um, but don't hang or hold that over their head uh, after a little while because that's kind of something that I've always been through. Because I date older guys, um, but yeah, I that um, I think 
you being 30 years old, um, being a free spirit is the most enjoyable thing to date somebody older because I appreciate that. Um, I don't want no, anybody that's all old and dried up. Like, do your thing and live freely and, you know, and let him see um, – how great life can be as you, you know, as you mature into a wiser person, not just as a uh, a mature person, but more wiser. So, I think that was great advice, Henry. Because I mean, when you when you are thirty and over, or just older, a lot older than the person that you're dating, you know, I know for me now, I can't date anyone young, um, only because I just can't deal with the stuff that comes with people that are still trying to catch up or still trying to learn. Mm-hmm. Only because I've done that for so long. I've dated younger people for so long. And then, you know, they'll say, oh, you're trying to be my mom or my daddy. I'm not really trying to. But then I end up becoming more of a friend and trying to help them rather than a boyfriend or a lover, per se. And I know that mm-hmm. now I don't have the patience for that. I really just have someone that, you know, is kind of like where I am. But Janelle, I mean, like Henry said, you know, you have to allow him that opportunity. You know what I'm saying? And to just be that and not really kind of like, oh my God, you're like, you're you're so young. You don't know this. You don't. You just have to allow him that. If you're, you have to be patient. That takes patience because after a while, you, you got to be, know open. What? You gotta be open to it. Yeah, you have to be open to it. Uh, and don't allow that. Someone younger. Your it's just it's just a courting situation right now. But okay. um, <laughs> thank you just, so much just for your advice. Okay. <laughs> just, he, no, he's courting me. I'm a lady. Oh, he's courting, he's courting you. Me. All right. Yeah. All right. Keep courting, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Thank you so much, You guys Janelle. have a great night. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So let's a lopsided courtship, though. You said what, uh, Kobe? I said that's a little lopsided if she's not courting back. Ooh, Janelle, <laughs> that's a little lopsided if you're not courting back. You're here, Kobe. Better hit him up. K-O-B-E Black on Facebook. Okay, so... <laughs> So let me um let me ask you guys this. Let's talk about um for a minute. Let's talk about um your friends befriending your lover or even ex lovers. How does Jesus. that make you how Hell does that make no. you feel? How hold on, how does that make you Jesus. feel? Is that acceptable? Are there guidelines that you put at the start of your relationship or are those things that you just kinda like point out as your as your relationship kind of progress? How do you guys take that? Because I'll I just, feel like, <laughs> I just feel like <laughs> I just feel like I just feel like it's very like it's definitely guidelines and I feel like there are, there are also things that shouldn't have to be mm. the things that shouldn't have to be said to your friend like you know what I mean like there's just certain if someone is truly your friend and I think that's what it comes down to like knowing who are the people that you are bringing around the person that you're dealing with like actually knowing it like do I trust you mm-hmm. and sometimes it has nothing to do with your lover and everything to do with you and the people that you bring around and the situations that you put them in but outside of that when it comes to the friendship thing it definitely should be very much you what's understood needs no explanation. If I'm not fucking with him, then you're not fucking with him. I don't care that y'all mm-hmm. became friends and y'all y'all had a laugh one time or y'all smoked a blunt mm-hmm. together one time. Once we're done, y'all are done. You can block them because I have them blocked. Okay. Ooh. How does, how does anyone else? Who is that, Henry? You agree? I feel like, <laughs> that's, yeah, I feel like, um, you know, I'm a relationship-oriented guy, so I've always been in the relationship. Um, but I've learned with time that I have to set boundaries because not everybody is your friend. You know, you can see somebody as being your friend um, and allow them in 
and then as soon as something goes sour with you and your boyfriend, that person that you once considered your friend now all of a sudden is in your ex-boyfriend's DMs all of a sudden. And I just think that it's so important to to set boundaries um, between – I mean, I don't want, never want to b- bring – my best friends and all that stuff into my relationship because I believe that your friends have a, have their own baggage and uh, when having mm. a true friend you have to deal with that baggage. I don't share my personal details with my in my relationship with my boyfriend. I mean, with my boyfriend or his friends, uh, my boyfriend's friends or my friends because I don't feel like I want people to know what's going on in my relationship. That's private to me. Yeah. Because um, you know the girls get to talking. They want to talk about every little thing. Right. Like, why aren't you minding your business? And especially if it's two attractive men in a relationship, um, some guys, some girls are just very um, miserable, and they 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 want to break it up at any chance they they can get. You know. So I I, I truly believe that I'm not going to question um, my man about what he's doing or who he's talking to. Um, unless it's somebody that I had a past with and that I don't fuck with that person, then absolutely not. We can't. You, I'm not going to associate with that person, and you're not because I don't. But how do how do how do you feel? Okay, we so we got that part as far as you know your friend. Well, I guess you guys kind of answered like your you know your friend you know dealing with your current boyfriend or being friends with your current boyfriend. But then of course you know after you guys are done. They still converse because I, I'm going to say this. They, my friend doesn't know how I feel. Okay, if he's listening, maybe he'll find out tonight. You know, but uh, I don't too much care for a friend of mine talking to my ex. Um, I don't like I don't like any of that um, because I introduced them. You know, and when somebody got something going on in the background, um, I introduced them. You know, and then, you know, okay, I'm done. Like you say, I'm done, you're done. You know, but they're still having conversation or whatever the case may be. I don't know to what extent. I don't really, I don't want to say I don't even care to what extent, but it does bother me that, you know, my ex and a friend of mine still still has communication between each other. Like, it's like, what is that all? Oh, you need to address that. You need to address yeah. that because I've, I've I've been in situations very similar to that, and they the person will some I believe that that per like for example my my gay mother she has a very very bad I hope she's not on this call but I, she has a very very bad habit of you know befriending people and then not knowing when to let them go and I really had to tell her like no bitch stop talking to him. And she's like, well, you brought this person into my life, and now, you know, they're a sweet person. They're gone. They're over. And then also I've been in situations where the other person looks at that as, like, a one-up on their on their end or, like, they feel like they've accomplished something because you two are done and have had, you know, a unique situation or didn't end well, and now your friends or the people you call family are still fucking with me. Right. So I think that yeah. it's a very, very, like, shaky line and so your friend may not have any ill intentions but if, right. they, if you don't speak up or let them know they can't do anything about it and it could be it could be that my friend has no ill intentions because i really don't i really in my heart of hearts don't feel that way but i really kind of feel like it could be the ex that has ill intentions you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like it could be the ex that has a liking toward baby we're not even about to go in there before you know that i would be doing yeah leave that alone I just just lost a friend over that, like maybe the last two weeks. Um, mm. One of my friends, Justin, he he brought his boyfriend around um, me 
and my boyfriend, and his boyfriend started to befriend me and started to call me. And every time they had an argument, he would call me and be like, Henry, Justin broke up with me again. Or, you know, he, he broke up again. He broke up again. And I mm-hmm. was like, you know, I was Justin's friend first, but my loyalty was to Justin. Right. But, you know, and he would ask me for my advice, and I, and I kind of struggled with, you know, do I give him this neutral advice or do I give him advice at all? And then so I gave him advice, like, somebody's not happy in that relationship, so y'all need, to, y'all need to figure it out. And my friend, he thought that, you know, that was disrespectful because I gave his boyfriend advice. Um, and so I had to accept that. And, you know, I, we, we stopped talking over that. But we stopped talking more because of the lack of communication because I feel like if you had a problem with that and you saw that text message in your, boy, in your boyfriend's phone, you're my friend. So say, hey, Henry, I don't appreciate you. Or if my boyfriend calls you, don't answer the phone because, you know, I don't want you all to talk. But mind you, you brought him around us and me and my partner. So I'm in the bed with my partner, and your boyfriend's calling me every time y'all broke up asking me for advice because he looks up to our relationship, you know. And mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of hard, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, where is the line, where is the boundary? And I feel like it's very important for my friend, who I'm loyal to, to set that boundary because I don't feel like I said anything disrespectful. But I just think it's it's really crazy in the gay community. How things so, you, so you feel like, kind of goes back to the question that I asked, like, do you feel like those are things that you should kind of set early on with your friends as well as your boyfriend when it comes down to your – is that something that you discuss or talk about early on in the, in the relationship or according – okay. Yeah. And I think there's a way to do it, too, because you don't want to come off, like I said I, in a, a previous show sometime last year, you don't want to come across as, oh, I don't like this, I don't like this, or da, 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 I like that. You know, you don't want to come off Or territorial or jealous. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I do believe that it's healthy to talk about the things of your past experience that have, like, really kind of, like, fucked with you mentally or just that you just don't deal with. And those are the things that you should bring to the table because there's little minute things that may get on my nerves that I can overlook, but then there's certain things that I just won't tolerate and so that I won't tick off or, like, black out on you. I'd rather just go ahead and say what I need to say now because I've already done that before, blacking out on somebody. So I'd just rather just go ahead and tell you now what I like and, you know, or don't like or the big things so, therefore, we don't have to, you know. And I'm not saying you can't speak or right. you can't. Because I have brother-in-laws that say, hey, brother-in-law, how you doing? Good to see you. Little, you know, I have a lot of those. Mm-hmm. They're my Facebook friends. Yeah. But I don't sit here and call them up, text them, send in inboxes. Mm-hmm. I don't do any of those things. You know what I'm saying? Because I think it's disrespectful to my brothers, my sisters, my friends. It's disrespectful. You know, um, unless we're in, like, a, a social gathering with all of us around or whatever. So I'm a speaker, bitch. I'm not about to have no big old conversation with you and exchanging and having numbers and things and texting and stuff. But we're going to move on. Uh, anybody else want to chime in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is candid conversation, well, my, and, and I'm going to say what I need to them say. Go ahead. Well, I don't want to do with any of it because – most people, okay. based off your friends not being friends with your boyfriend, because they're scared your friend and your boyfriend may hook up. I, I mm. mean, I just don't agree with your friends is like your almost like your family. Your boyfriend right. almost have to accept them as being a part of who you are. And right. if your friends and you, your boyfriend can't get along, it's almost a compromise of the relationship already. Now, I do understand there's boundaries to the shit, but at the same time, most of the time when people don't want their boyfriend and friends to be friends, they have insecurities within themselves. 
Um, not necessarily. They, I just, yeah, well, not necessarily. That's the way I feel. Again, this is an opinion. It's like an asshole. This is my opinion versus the opinion you just had. <laughs> so I don't get my opinion out. I just feel like that those people are insecure at the end of the day. I it's not, it's feel not, like that this is a well, small circle. And, and Kobe, this is a very small circle. And no, I and I get that, and I also don't want you, I because I, I, I so some people are insecure, okay? So mm-hmm. you know, I get that, but well, I'm not also, saying that you guys are insecure. I'm no, just no, no, no. no, no, I get it, but I also like speaking to the guests or whatever, you know, or speaking to the listening audience or whatever. Sometimes when you've been in the and Kobe, come on, and you know, all, all of us have been gay and been dating for quite some time. It can come a point to where you have just been burnt too many times or you have been through that process a, a few times when dealing with friends or associates or whatever the case may be. So now you kind of have like a safeguard and it's not about you being jealous or whatever. It's just like, bitch, I don't know who to trust. You know what I'm saying? So all I'm telling you is this. When we come around, we come around, we good, we hang out, da, da, da. Once we leave these doors, you shouldn't have you shouldn't have his number. He shouldn't have your number unless it's like my very best friend. You definitely need to have my best friend number. That's the person I'm definitely going to trust. That's the person I you know. But a friend, somebody you just call a brother or sister, you know, because those are just brothers and sisters. Sometimes they're not even right, you know. Like I, I, I mean, I agree with you on to a certain extent, but at the same time, only thing that I'm saying differently is that. I feel like some people don't want their friends to be friends with the boyfriend because of insecurities of their own. I mean, you know, I had the same opinion that the other guys had a few, uh, probably 10 years ago I did. And it's not because I'm older or just my opinion changes. Your views Mm -hmm. change as you age. You start Mm -hmm. looking at things differently. And I did have that same opinion, but I didn't, as I lived in this lifestyle, I realized that it's a big circle. And you're going to end up, probably sleeping with somebody your friends slept with or befriending somebody your friend um mm. been friends with. You may you may end up having a ex and a ex dating. Um I mean Ooh. the situation can evolve and go in so many different circles in this lifestyle and I've probably visited a lot of them so my opinion changed over years because I'm not saying that I wasn't didn't have the same opinion as the other gentlemen on this line. It's just that now today Everybody somehow links together. Sometimes I meet somebody and they see a picture of somebody on my Facebook page and be like, how you know him? I fucked him or that, that's my friend or that's my homeboy or something. It's just that at the end of the day, when you lived in this lifestyle so long, I've been in Atlanta since 97 and moved away and came back. But I met people where I moved at that I knew from other places in this lifestyle by going to a club or an event or some, something. And it just changed my opinion over time. So I'm not saying that everyone is insecure and um, because they're boyfriend and friends, but that's the opinion that I have today versus what yeah, I have today. I, I just feel like, I feel like that's a crazy opinion because I, there's so many ways that you can go with that, but the biggest thing is that gay people don't have this, most gay people, don't have the same moral compass that, like, being, I think being in our gay lifestyle, your moral compass and the things that you find acceptable tend to go a little bit left. So I I just feel like when you have been in this gay lifestyle, like, you have to use wisdom and you also have to make it very clear. 
um, if somebody is my friend and they're just like a friend, they're like they're not my, my best friend and you just mm-hmm. know them from passing, then that's how it should stay just to keep the just to keep everything clear, to keep the honest man honest man. We always talk about like while relationships back in the day, like between our mother and father, are able were able to last so long is because they actually had an opportunity to build a solid foundation without five thousand people following their every move. So because the times have changed, I kind of feel like mm. maybe back then you wouldn't have had to do that. You could have been okay with your your friends being close, but now we have to adjust our mindset and protect ourselves. And like I said, be clear and be open and honest with the person that you're dealing with. Like I'm just not okay with that. I've been burnt in the past. I would prefer for your friends to be your friends, my friends to be my friends, and then while we're together in a group setting, let's all enjoy each other's company. But there's no reason for you guys to exchange numbers just to just to be chatting back and forth or to be talking in the wee hours of the morning. So it's just certain things that's not acceptable. I'm with you. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm with you. I think you. it's all about the level of communication. Uh, D. Uh, D. Carter. Do you, did you want to say anything? Um, before I ask this next oh, question. Jesus Christ. Um, I've had experiences similar in the past where I've had my best friend and the person I was dating to become cool. Um, and I've just learned from those situations that, you know, y'all can be cordial when I'm around, you know, y'all can speak whatever. But if I'm not involved in the situation, I don't want y'all together. I don't want y'all texting each other. I don't want y'all hanging out. I don't want y'all smoking together. Or none of that because that comfortability, I mean, thing, I just don't put nothing past anybody. And things can happen, you know, when people are high or drunk or whatever the case may be. And I've been in situations where I've walked in on a friend and the person I was dating messing around, and they blame it, oh, well, we we just started off, you know, we were just getting high Ooh. and watching TV. Okay, so I'm about to turn this place up. And, Baby, you know, blackout. <laughs> yeah, just blackout. So, you know, I tore the place up and, you know, I learned from that situation that, you know, I just, y'all just keep it cordial and we good. Like, y'all don't need to build a friendship. Y'all don't need to be friends after I'm done, you know, fucking with you or, hell, even if I stop messing with my friend at that moment, like, I don't want y'all to have, because I'm the plug. So once the plug is, you know, unplugged, that situation is dead. There, there should so, be no connection. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't play that. I'm um two four zero. I see you, so I'm gonna get to you. Um, damn it, am I gonna am I gonna remember what the hell I was gonna say? Um, um, how? Did, no, I don't. I can't. I'm not gonna do it. Two four zero. I'm gonna bring you on right now, sweetheart. And maybe I'll maybe I'll say what I'm gonna say in a minute. But two four zero. That seems like they are from Maryland. So let me bring them on. Let's see. All right. You are now on the line with the Candid Conversation crew. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, and your question or comment, please? Hello? Okay, well, maybe this ain't working. Hold on, y'all. Let me, this, this might work. Okay. 240-7348, you are on the line with the Candid Conversation crew. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, and your question, comment, or topic, please? Hello, this is uh, Sherman calling from, uh, well, Virginia. Hi, Sherman. What's going on, Micah? Nothing much. Child, What's you know I've been on? waiting for this segment to come on. I've been waiting <laughs> months upon months. For a long time. 
<laughs> um, so um, I have a, a situation that's kind of going on right now that kind of correlates to, like, the whole uh, you dating somebody, actually dating somebody, and you don't want your friends that you have to be uh, misunderstood as your the person you're dating's friends also. And I think because mostly this person that I'm dating is actually not from this area, so they don't know a lot of people. So because mm-hmm. I have a good amount of fear and sometimes this person I'm dating is around, they may think that they have the it's in it's okay for them to be buddy buddy with the friends that I have and that's not that's not how how I think about it. Um but I've recently had that situation happen and in my previous life when I used to deal with um older men I was the person who didn't have as many friends, so I was in the other, uh, you know, the other person's uh, shoes. Yeah. They had friends. I didn't have any friends, so I was latching on to their friends. But then once we were done, I was, you know, I wanted to still communicate with those people because in my eyes, they were my friends as well for four years or three and a half years, however many longer it was. Hmm. So you kind of get attachment no matter, I mean, uh, it is, we don't want them to be friends, but I think the long story right. short of it all is, if you're with someone for four years, five years, and you and with those same group of friends all that time, you're gonna you're gonna yeah. naturally have attachments to those friends also. So, and, and and I can get that because it it could really be very innocent, you know. And I'm I, for me, I don't know about anybody. I'm not gonna always look at oh, you trying to come in and steal my man, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm definitely not saying that. So I definitely get that. It can be, like you said, you were just innocent. You know, it was, hey, these are my people that I've only, you know, the only people that I've really known to hang out with. So, you know, yeah, I'm going to still hang. So I, I, I get that. You know, I'm going to understand both sides of it, you know. But, yeah, I, this this gay lifestyle is, it's, well, this gay community, I don't want to say lifestyle, this gay community can be um, a handful, you know. And so when you've burnt, been burnt a few times, you just don't know who to trust. So, you know, it just depends on the person. But I thank you so very much for your um, your comment. Anyone want to um, rebuttal him or ask him a question or everybody's cool? No, I'm good. Okay, you're good. You're good, Henry? Good. I have a question. Okay, go ahead. You have a question for him? No, no, not for him, for the panel. Okay, okay. Thank you so much, Sherman. Uh, okay, go ahead. Okay, guys, so I want to um, spice things up a little bit. Um, so we have, what, five people total, including uh, Michael. Uh, Micah, sorry. Um, does size matter? Girl, that's on my damn sheet, bitch. <laughs> 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 bitch, that's does on my, my I, let me matter. read it, bitch. Hold on, what, how did I have it? I said, damn it. And I skipped over, I looked over, I was like, I don't know if they want to talk about this tonight. Um, but yeah, good, I mean that's a good. Yes. No, that's a good question. Does does size matter? How does that factor into even finding your mate? Let's talk about it. Does it matter? Kobe Black. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm gonna. Go to, I'm not, no, I'm gonna D. Let's go to D first. I like to hear from D. Thank so, you. I we're, gonna go D we're gonna go to D. We're gonna go to Cooper, and, and then whoever else. Why would you do and me like this? Let's be the front <laughs> You oh. said what? Why would you do me Maybe like this? The front I... <laughs> oh, the front um, and the back? Okay. Okay. Front, front and the back. back. We, we want to stay right in the middle. Okay. Um, does size matter in the front? Mm-hmm. Um, 
No. And no, because I don't want nothing too big. Um, and so I'm, he can I'm be a six and a half. What, let me finish. Um, <laughs> I don't want nothing too big, but I don't want anything where I like have to like like it. I don't want I don't want to struggle either way. I don't want a struggle with anything too small or anything too big either. So I need something that's you know a, the medium, like average to you. How do you struggle with something um, that's small? Because. It's like I don't want to be stuck in air. Oh, okay. You don't want to suck the um, air. Like I don't listen. Like when it comes to oral sex, like I don't want to have to like you know squeeze my lips together just to suck dick. Like I'm not doing it. <laughs> like so, I don't I don't like nothing too small. Um, so you know like a nice eight and a half nine is cool. <sighs> nothing in the double digits. I'm sorry, that's just not my thing. Uh, when it comes to anal sex. Now, oral sex, I could do that, but, like, anal sex, no. Um, now, as far as the back, I don't like boys with flat asses. Like, that's just me. Um, that's honestly a deal breaker. Like, I cannot date a person with a flat ass. Like, no. So, <laughs> that does matter. Okay. Good. Yeah. Next. Who's next? Uh, I guess I'm next. I'm, I I feel like we could, you know, have mm-hmm. paragraphs around it. This is young. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I feel like we could have paragraphs around it, but, I mean, the, the consensus is that size does matter. Like, yeah, it definitely matters. Like, I mean, maybe not so much in the back because that's more of, like, a turn-on thing, but, like, because, you know, like, really all that matters in the back is the hole, but... Like, when you, like, it goes back to what I was talking about when you have fantasies. Like, when you have a fantasy of getting fucked, you didn't imagine no small penis. Like, you wanted to feel something, you know, have your wall broke down a little bit, not no little, I don't know. I, I hate that people feel like they can't answer this question, honestly. Like, and you, I don't feel like you have to have the biggest dick to say, yes, size does matter, but you want some relationship dick, some dick that's going to make a difference and make you feel something, or else what's okay. the point? Okay. Oh, right. Right, right, right. So you don't think that people, it's a difference? Like, I think sometimes people, when they're looking for that hookup, they want a good-sized dick, you know, or whatever, or, or a fat ass or whatever. But, like, when they kind of, like, get to know somebody or whatever, and then they finally, you know, I think it they kind of like, okay, well, I can work with that. You know, they kind of, like, make an exception to the rule if it's a little bit smaller than what they would have liked in the event that they were just on a social app. So you think? do you think it's a difference when people are looking for or if it matters to them versus I'm I mean, a single I, person fucking versus I'm in a relationship trying to be married and, and husband up or whatever. I don't want to say great stuff. I think, I think, I think either way, I think either way it matters. Like when you're just, yeah. looking up, it matters to you. You know, you, when you're, well, yeah, I can speak for myself. I don't have to speak okay. for nobody else on the call. Yeah. I can speak for myself. For me, if I'm hooking up, then I want it's a, I want it to be physically attracted in whatever direction I'm trying to go. So if I want to fuck somebody, then I want a nice ass to fuck. Or if I want to take some dick, then I want it to be, you know, a nice, pretty dick. <laughs> whatever. Like, it does matter. But then when, you, when you're getting to know someone on, like, a more personal level, that still may be your preference, but you may settle. Either way, it matters because that's your preference. 
I just hate that people can't say yes to that question, like, and and like really own it, like, yes, it matters, cause. Yeah, because well, everybody has a preference. I'm going to tell you in just a second. Go ahead. I'm going to jog and be stabbing him in the neck with this motherfucking pen that's in my hand. Go ahead. Well, listen, I mean, for me, this is Kobe. I feel like um, if, if there's no limit to how big you can go for me. But there is a limit to how small you can go. How small you can be. Because okay. just like right. who was just speaking before me is, I want you to break me down. I want my legs to quiver a little bit if you fucking me. I want to quiver a little bit if I'm fucking you. And I'm telling you, a flat ass is not going to turn me on if I'm behind you fucking you. I don't want to see a pancake. But when it comes to dick, you know, when it comes to dick, I want good dick. I want good booty. I want to be in the bed and I want to feel something. I want, if I'm just, even if I'm just hooking up with you, nigga, I want you to make me feel like I should be in love with you because you're fucking me that good or I'm fucking you that good. That's the way I want it to be. And I know a little dick, some of the dick is good dick, though, because I have had a little dick that's a good dick. I'm just be honest with you. But at the same time, as the first person said, it was very airy at the end of the thing. And it wasn't airy from my mouth because, but it was, you know, you got gas all up inside of you. You don't want to feel that the next day. You want to just walk around and feel like, damn, that was some, a good nut last night that I had but, but all, uh, with all my bae. All Big Bird ain't Good Bird either. No, big ain't, all, all good Big Dick ain't Good Dick either. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> like I just told you, I had to do something. I want to I be, I want my legs to be shaking when I stand up and walk to the bathroom. I want to be barely be able to walk. I want to feel like I want to feel like that was the most amazing experience for me than you. I like good sex. I like sex that just is explosive at the end of the nut. I don't want no sex where you get up and you walk away and you're like, oh, that was all right, and you ain't wanting to come back. Because I'm going to give you a comeback. Now, Kobe, ask the question to Henry. Since he asked everybody. Ask what question to Henry? Ask Henry the question that he asked. Does size matter? Oh, oh, does size matter, Henry? Oh, that's what I got to ask Henry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely, I, um, I've learned that all big dick is not good dick. Mm-hmm. Um, and size does matter to me 100%, whether I'm on the bottom or I'm on the top, because I feel like, in the back, I need some bounce back. When I'm fucking a dude, I, I want to see it bounce. Um, and when he's if he's on top, I want his dick to bounce and you know hit my hit my chest to hit my stomach. That's just something that turns me on. So size mm. definitely does matter. Okay. I don't need a ten inch dick. I don't need all that. You know, I could I could be good with the you know a seven to nine, but even nine is kind of pushing it. Um, I think size definitely does matter because it. I, I just can't. I can't get with the small dicks. Like you got to at least be. We got to be in the same. In the, we have to be in the same area. You know, one because I feel like you. I, I see something on Facebook the other day. It was a comedian saying, um, "If you got a big dick, you got to have a. You you can't come in with this. Or you have a small dick, you can't come in the room with the big dick man conversation." And I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of guys get very arrogant. It's like, I mean, you you just you might as well not. I mean, cause I've seen some small small dicks. I'm like, well. You just a waste. I mean, you should just be a bottom because you don't have very much, dick and you can't feel that. I mean, what what you gonna do with that? But um, 
all that to say, yes, definitely size does matter. Um, it doesn't have to be. I'm not a size queen. I don't need to have the biggest shit, but I definitely in the front and the back size does matter. But okay, I'm, okay. Let, let let me ask this. Hold on, Kobe. Do you think this is something I heard a while ago? Is that the ones who say that size matters? A lot of them don't even have big birds. Like, but but they want a big, but, but they but they want a big bird. They want a big bird in them, but they ain't got no big bird. So what about the what That's about the top? Wanna, what about the top that want to reach around when he when he doing doing you doggy style? He want to reach around and he want to feel something. He, you know, you ain't got nothing off, but, but yeah, you want to be big. I like that. You like what? If you don't have no dick, I like I like that whole that whole you know masturbating the guy while he's on top of me or mm. him doing that to me. Like that's that's just so it's sexy to me. And if you don't have oh, nothing yeah, that's to amazing. grab. It's just like, uh, yeah, okay. Like, I'm, I like to be able to. Let me. That's too deep. Hold up. <laughs> okay. Let me. Uh, right. <laughs> go deep. Go deep. Go deep. Right. You want it deep. You want it deep. <laughs> no, I'm saying what I was gonna say is a little too, too vulgar. I, um, on what I like. Um, I don't think my partner would agree with this hoax. <laughs> All of this, but um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're just I having candid conversation with a group of friends. That's all. It's <laughs> candid conversation. Um, I like to, you know, have you have you ever had, mm. have you ever been fucking a guy and sucked his dick at the same time? Like that's the most amazing thing. Mm. And when mm. you can do that and play with the nipples mm. and like go down mm. and get a little feet action, I mean, it's just amazing. Who talks? But <laughs> that's him <Henry> talking. <laughs> I'm just giving you a, a kind of a glimpse of what right. I like uh, to do to my man. I feel like sex is so important, and it's um, oh, it's just just thinking about. It. I'm 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 missing my man right now. And you know what? One one yeah. thing that I I used to like about the real Ron Uncut shows is that you know at first it was like, oh my god, we're talking about sex, and you know, but I think sex is is healthy. It's healthy to talk about it, and you know, and you can. Say what you like and what you don't like and stuff like that without really saying, you know, all of what you do in your bedroom or whatever. But, you know, I think healthy conversation is good. And, you know, when we talk about – did you oh, – I, I didn't ask the question. So <laughs> I was like, the question that you asked me. Uh, that size you asked matter? us. Size matters. Does size matter, Michael? It does. It, it, well, I'm going to say this. I've never had anything small. It just so happened. It just kind of – the dick just kind of fell in my face, you know. And it was just. I'm, 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 what did you do with it when it was in your, Michael? What did you do with no, it? When no, no, we're not going to get that. Face. You know, I'm a public figure. I'm not going to get into all of what I did with it, but just use it to your imagination. But no, like I've never really, you know, I'm just happen to be one of those fortunate ones, I guess, that I've never experienced anyone having a small penis. I've never, I've never had that. Nobody's ever you know, use a small penis on me. Like, I never had that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm fortunate. I'm very fortunate. Like, now I've been disappointed when I want it, but they don't want to give it. Like, they just rather be the bottom. So that kind of frustrates me. Like, come on, let's have some fun with it, with it you know. But that whole, oh, don't touch me, I don't want to. Like, now those, I can't get down with. I can't get down with the ones who I love they got the biggest birds. But don't want to be touched. I, I want to at least touch the bird. Let me stroke yeah, it. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. You don't. You don't even want to. You just want to push it back like it. Well, girl, just go ahead and get that chopped off, and, we, and you go holler at somebody else. You know, because 
this is the art of it. You know, let's have fun with it or but whatever. But go ahead, Kobe. But at the end of the day, when you get in the bed with somebody, mm-hmm. it, it really relates back to the overall connection that you have and the chemistry that you have. You can get in the bed with a person that has a rather um, not large penis or a um, average size penis or a um, I ain't gonna say flat ass because physique is a lot to me. But um, those those things get overcome because if you can get in the bed with somebody and they make you break a sweat at the end of the night and you feel good at the end of the night, almost don't matter the size of the dick or no, I can't say the ass. Don't matter the size of the dick. It's just that the connection was so good that as you was having sex, everything just comes together. If you don't have a physical connection and you're in the bed and you're struggling to figure out how, where we going next versus the aggression of you all, it's just, never mind, I'm getting turned on when I'm about to go in my head. So <laughs> it's just go to the next person because I'm okay. about to go in my head, get in my head. You're so crazy. Um, Yeah, so... 716, we have a 716 area code. Um, and, y'all, this is not my real voice. This is my fish voice for the radio. But 716, area code 716. <laughs> <laughs> this is your regular voice, child. No, this is not my regular voice. 716-2253. I'm going to get, because I know we talked uh, talked a lot, so I don't know if you you still have the question, the comment, or the topic, or whatever. But we got 13 minutes. Really, we got about 10. So if you do still have the question, comment, or topic, stay on the line. If not, you can drop because um, I'm about to open the lines up for you, and then um, we'll close it. Um, what did I want to say? I want to say something? No. So I'm going to go ahead and bring them on really quickly. 716. 716, what area code is I mean, where is that from? Buffalo. Oh, Lord. This is one of John's friends again. Let's welcome them. Hold on. Oh, Lord. Hold on, y'all. Seven one six two two five three. Okay, we bring him on. All right, you are now on the line with the Candid Conversation crew. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, and your question, comment, or topic, please? Hey, what's up, guys? This is Trevon. I'm from Buffalo. Um, I've been listening uh-huh. for a while. I want to hey, hey, just want to touch on a few topics. Um, when I came on, I think you guys were really talking about um, masculinity and and not wanting someone feminine and, and, and those type of things. And um, mm-hmm. from somebody who I, I, I think I, I consider myself pretty masculine, I, I've never really cared, even when I was younger. It never really mattered to me whether you were masculine okay. or feminine. Um, if, I mean, if, if, if we get it popping and everything is good, then, I mean, what you do is what you do. To an, I will say to an extent, to an extent always matters. But I think a lot of people... A lot of people say, you know, uh, he likes to walk around and, and cut off shirts or his voice is a little bit too high. Or why is he calling his friends girl and you, you block a blessing? And you may end up right. missing somebody who could have potentially been, I mean, a lifelong companion because you didn't like the clothes that they wore at the time or you didn't like, you know, some some of those little things, some of those little things. Um, so it's definitely okay right. to have a preference, I think. But I also believe in not blessing, not blocking a blessing. Um, to my sister, I agree with uh, that. Jan- <laughs> to my sister Janelle, <laughs> um, I was with somebody who is who was who well, he is twenty three years older than me, and when I met him, I was very young, and we were together for eleven years. 
um, I learned a lot from that man, a whole lot. And even though we're not still together, I am very appreciative of those things that I learned because even moving forward in the relationship that I, that I am in now, um, mm-hmm. for one, it just helped me learn who I wanted to be, learn what I wanted, what I could deal with, what I couldn't accept, um, and really implement those. To flip it, I'm now with somebody who's a lot younger than me. And it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing to be, to to one, watch somebody, you know, to, to, to watch a young person grow into themselves and be themselves and, and kind of have a little bit of hope with that, if you, if you want to say that. Um, and then the gotcha. way that you know that they look at you. Yes, they look at you as their partner, but they also look at you as, as a role model of some sorts. They follow the things that you do, the way you, the way you handle your bills and, and, and the way you motivate yourself to get out there and go to work and, and you know, how you set yourself up socially and, and all those type of things. And that in turn kind of molds them into being maybe more of a responsible person. So if the vibe gotcha. is there, I say go for it. Because I've I've been on both ends of the extreme spectrum and it worked. I don't I don't think age was really the issue in my past relationship. Um that that wasn't the problem okay. itself. So I say go for it. Um, gotcha. Any any other any other point you wanna make? <laughs> size never Keep it cute. Take your time. Well you know what, I take that back. I take that back. I take that take back. Your size, time. To me size size does matter. From somebody who I don't I don't get penetrated. I don't really like to call myself a top. Too many people attach certain characteristics mm. and things with, with that label. So I just I just prefer right. to say I don't get penetrated. Um but I mean you still wanted to be there. <laughs> and you wanted to be there for me, rather visually. You know, I I want that like the man said, I want that weight on my chest when you're writing or I wanna be able to reach around oh. and grab something and and really right. know that you know what I mean. You're excited for me being inside <laughs> you. Like those are those are very, very visual cues that 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 a man likes. And I think that's part of the reason why we're sleeping with men is because we like that appendage. Whether you want it inside you or not, you like it. Right. So I want to see something you know, that, that's that, worth that looking at. People are attracted to it. You know, regardless, like you say, whether you're taking up your ass or not. You like it. You know what I'm saying? You like the anatomy of a man. You like all of that. So that is turning you on whether you want it in your ass or in your mouth or if you don't want it. Um, you're still attracted to it. Oh, with your friends thing. So. Uh, I don't care about uh-huh. that. I don't, I, don't, I don't care if my boyfriend is friends with my friends. For one, I, I, I have a very, very good friend of 10-plus years who's he's really good friends with my ex. Um, and I don't really care about that. They're friends. They formed a friendship. I trust my friend. Um, and if anything, I always feel like if something was going to happen, it's bound to happen. I would not to say I would rather it happen with my friend, but I would rather it happen in a situation that I know about and that that, that I could find Are there out any about guidelines? So I could just Are eliminate any boundaries? it. Are there any guidelines or boundaries um, that you set for your friend and your and your and your boyfriend? Not truly. Okay. Because you because you not just truly. trust them that much. Like, Right. I mean, I, I only I only not even have a handful of friends. So, okay. Um, I mean, if you know, if y'all end up being friends, then y'all end up being friends. I don't really. And if I'm no longer with, I like I'm no I'm no longer with the person, uh, no longer with the person that I was with, and um, we don't all go out and hang out because <laughs> I'm no longer with him. So I kind of don't want to mm-hmm. be around him. But right. that doesn't mean that you need to stop being friends with them. 
Okay. Yes, it does. <laughs> Who was oh, that? That was Kobe. Oh, oh. no, that was not Kobe. Oh. I think that was uh, no, that D. Was, no, that was D. That was John. That was John. Oh, that was John. No, that's in my life. People, 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 right. um, people have no idea who I'm who I'm with in the in the broad stream. Uh, I'm kind of popular on Facebook. I post a couple little thoughts, pictures out there. Um, mm-hmm. And I post pictures, mm-hmm. and I post pictures with him. I post a pictures with him in the cut. Um, and and in my experience, it's been a lot better that way. So the people that do know who I am and who I am in a relationship with, I'm trusting them with. You know, I, I don't know. It, it all revolves around trust for me. Okay. Well, I really thank you for um for calling in and, and some things that I took down, if I can read my my scribble, um, was basically, you know, to really not have so many hang ups in regards to the masculine and feminine um thing or whatever. You know, like the people for who they are, love them for who they are, because you never know you you just might miss the person that is for you. Um and and in regards to the younger, older type thing, you just said basically, you know, you you never know what you're going to end up learning. You learned a lot from dating someone that was younger than you, and I'm sure they learned something from you, you know, you being older than them. So you really can't just kind of knock people off of the age, you know. As long as they're mature enough to handle the situation of being in a relationship, then you should at least give it a try, you know. So that's what I got from what you're saying. So I thank you so very much. I may be reaching out to you because I'm looking for new people on this show to spice it up, but thank you so very much, um, Trayvon, for calling in. Yeah, no problem. I'm around. I'm around. Have a good night, guys. All right, you too. Do. Bye, yeah, Trayvon. Trayvon, I didn't want to tell you, but I saw that side of his picture. I wasn't going to bring it up, so I'm glad you brought it up. But it's a nice picture, Trayvon. No, and he's nice. And he's talking about a couple. Oh. Every other one. Ooh, Trayvon. So, look, so we're about to wrap it up, but this is something that Kobe sent in our group that I think is very powerful. Um, Oh, Lord, here go John. John. <laughs> oh, okay, my God. Co- Kobe said, after a breakup, the loyal one stays single right. and deals with the damages until healed. The other one is already in another relationship. That's that's good. That, like that's deep. And that's true. That's true. I'm still healing. I don't know what my ex <laughs> I'm still healing. I think the other one's in a relationship. And then was, but then, was, but then again, what's the time? What's the time limit? Because I think I'm not saying next week, but everybody does feel differently. So just because it's well, taking I'm gonna say three this, years I'm about to, to get, get over line. something, does that I'm, mean it has to take me three years? I'm gonna say this, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna get out. You know, I I have, and this has nothing to do with you know my recent. Well, it's not even recent anymore, but it has nothing to do with my relationship. But I feel like when you are in a relationship, and I, we got to go, but when you're in a relationship. You get out of a relationship or whatever, it, it failed. And then two weeks after that, you already dipping and dabbing with somebody, You and you in another relationship, or, like, no. Like, I mean, that's just too soon. Like, maybe, you know, nine months, a year. I've been thinking almost <laughs> two years. You know what I'm saying? I, and, and the reason why I say that, and we got to go, the reason why I say that is because you truly cannot, there's something that happened in that relationship that has faltered. They, it, it could have been you, it could have been them, or whatever. And I think 
people don't allow themselves to heal and to be single and to enjoy and love themselves while they're single. Because what ends up happening, and I said it before, and maybe Henry was on the show, is that you, you tend to bring that old baggage or that baggage that you never really confronted into the next relationship. Mm-hmm. And you bring it to somebody that's who does true, not yeah. deserve it. You bring it that's to a situation true. that somebody does not deserve it. You know, that, that they don't deserve that. You know, so I feel like if more people were real with themselves, honest with themselves, and just say, hey, I'm single, I'm going to deal with it. You know, I want to be a better man for the next man. In order for me to do that or to be that for the next person, I, I can't be a thought. I can't be a cheater. I can't be this. I can't be that. I got to be true within myself. So, therefore, you won't have that, you know, you start seeing these patterns. And then you wonder why you jump from relationship to relationship to relationship to relationship because you're not dealing with the internal things. You're not confronting the issues that are plaguing your past relationships. And that's how I'm going to end tonight. But I thank you guys so much. I know I'm passionate about this. Um, I thank you guys so very much. And we're going to talk about social media boyfriends and all of that kind of stuff, Let you know, the next show whoever's on this show and all that kind of stuff. But thank you guys so very much. Share the link when I post it. I'm going to play the um, closing right now. Um, but, again, thank you, everyone, who listened. And thank you so very much, John, for sending the picture. So, guys, um, hang, hang on for me. Well, that's actually it for tonight's show, everyone. That concludes another Candid Conversation show. You know, I look forward to having many more throughout the year. And as I said earlier, I wanted to start this year's show off with some familiar faces to kind of get the interest started. But I guarantee you the next Candid Conversation show that we'll have will feature an entirely new cast with what I'm sure will be some rather interesting dialogue. Trust me. So thank you to my guests tonight for stepping in and getting the conversation started. Thank you all who listened tonight, as well as those who actually chose to chime in. And as I like to do each and every episode, here is my quote or rather thought of the week. And this one actually goes out to the individuals out there who are in those questionable relationships. Know the difference between a good man and a man you're making excuses for. Again, I repeat, know the difference between a good man and a man you're making excuses for. I'll let you meditate on that. And while you're doing that, until next time, everyone be blessed.